Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. TheChairShot.com. Always use your head. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Badlands podcast, the only podcast out there that is 100% chiseled and is proudly part of the Chair Shop Media Group. I am Mags, and uh, with me, pretty much as always now, uh, my podcast wife, Mr. Paul Talley. Paul, how are you, sir? I'm getting a reputation for it now, aren't I? What, turning up? Mr. No Days Off. <laughs> oh, two two episodes recorded last week. Double recording this week. Uh, although one of them not not for us, but yeah, you're uh, you're putting in the work. <laughs> how are you? How are you? Yeah, not too bad. Uh, been a hectic uh, few days with uh with the many 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 podcasts that I do. I've been now been dragged to be involved in another one, uh, which is a uh, I've seen that che- cheating on me. I know. See, I don't mind it when you're doing these group table ones, but when you're just doing a doing a, another two-man gig, you, that, you, that, that hurts, man. You don't satisfy me, Paul, creatively. <laughs> be fair, be fair. I'm, 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 I met Simon last week, and I, I completely understand where you're coming from. I, I'd want a bit more Simon after last week. It's the beard. Yeah. I'm trying. And, and the swearing like a trooper. <laughs> I, can't, I can't do that. I'm too polite. 
<laughs> anyway, today's guest, uh, Paul, is uh, one of our both our favourites uh, in the in the I'd say wrestling community, but he's ditched us like a hot shit. Um, he's actually moved on away from us, us uh, wrestling fans, and become uh, a YouTube sensation. He's become a, a an actual human wrestler, which is just a shock. Uh, today, it's uh, one of the best people we've met on Twitter. Omega Luke. Luke, how are you, sir? I've been struggling so hard not to laugh so I could be heard before that from you two. You could crack me right up. Paul, <laughs> don't take it, mate. If he is cheating on you in another podcast, you need to get yourself on another podcast. And Max, I can't believe you're taking on yet another podcast. Listen, Luke, I <laughs> try and pimp this guy out to every podcast I know. <laughs> he, he actually farts against me for, from uh, getting involved in other podcasts. He's a one-man show, isn't he? He's a one, yeah. he, he, he wants just one guy, and that is you, Mags, and yet you betray him for everyone, everyone else. Man has needs. I'm committed. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but I'm very good. Thank you very much for having me on. It's been it's, it's well overdue in it since we've last had a chat. Yeah, I think the last episode was uh, Paul versus Luke, where uh, you were... Don't, don't remember it. Don't, no, don't Do not, remember it at all. You don't remember getting absolutely trounced in a, in a, in a quiz... <laughs> about your own favourite topics of uh, the Marvel Cinematic Universe of Man United? Uh, no, because it was uh, the questions, Max. The questions were, were, were too difficult. Yeah, they were brutal. I need to If start. I remember rightly, Max, you asked me what Gamora's race was called. Yeah. How, how is anyone supposed to remember that? I don't know. Way. I don't even. I, I can find the actual answer, but I can't remember what it was. But it was very. It was very hyphenated. Yeah. <laughs> I think we could do the quiz again tonight, and we still get half of them wrong. <laughs> yeah, even though yeah. we've heard the answers before, and get the ones wrong that you got right originally. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no doubt, no doubt. <laughs> so how is uh how's life treating how's life treating Omega Luke? It's not too bad, Max. Um, obviously, we're in the second lockdown now as we're recording this, which isn't isn't fantastic. Uh, a lot of things, obviously, in your having to go to work and then having things like wrestling, which I'm thoroughly enjoying, is like a, a getaway for me at the minute. Um, taken away, so I can't, you know, exercise or you know, get, relief any aggression that I have bit up in me. Um, and see all of my wrestling friends like that kind of thing. It, it sucks, obviously, family members as well. Uh, but balancing them, seeing my my son and and things like that. So yeah, it's it's difficult at the minute. But there's a lot of people in a lot worse situations than me. So I need to remember that sometimes because I get too grumpy, and then I realise that you know there's people worse off for sure. But yeah, other than that, health wise, I'm good. Oh, that's that, that's good. And uh, you've been on this show many, many, many times. Uh, so we kind of wanted to to take a kind of different tack to uh, to this chat, and we wanted to to basically find out about how you um, went from one kind of a community to a totally other one, and and you've had amazing success. And we wanted to to kind of see how the land lies for. A mega loop, but um, obviously, with this being a Mount Rushmore based uh, show, it would be a bit rude for us not to have some Mount Rushmores. Uh, so, what we asked for you for for an opener is uh, obviously with you learning to do to training wrestling and having your your first match. What um, is the Mount Rushmore of things that you've learned from from the training of being a pro wrestler? Yeah. Uh, so, so just go one by one. Yeah. Just go my so, my first one, I think, is how difficult 
the simple things are because we watch wrestling all the time you watch it and you think you you take for granted certain things until you get in the ring and they ask you to do it and you're like i'm not sure how i would do it uh for example running the ropes that is a lot harder than just running up ropes and bouncing off the other to to the next mm-hmm. like it's there's an actual technique about it there's a point where you got to tang your body you got to think about the length of your stride and it wasn't until i was halfway through uh one of my sessions and they were like i thought when you're in the session you think yeah i'm doing all right today and then they go right like, have you run the ropes before no like do you want to give it a go and you try it and i was like i do not know how to do it i'm sorry um <laughs> i didn't know where to turn what direction to turn like as, as in like whether to turn my body left whether to turn my body right it's uh it's so much harder than what what I ever imagined it would be, the simple things. And the more difficult things, I think, are actually easier to know. Um, like certain moves, I think the move sets are easier than um, certain things in the ring, jumping out of the ring and stuff like that. It's harder to do than picking someone up and slamming them down. So, yeah, that was that was definitely one of my first things. Wow, That's interesting, that. Cause I, I, was, I was blown away by some of the moves you were doing in your debut. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, you know relatively you haven't been training that long and you're pulling off some awesome moves and the weird thing is Paul is like we don't train those moves we don't practice them before oh, really yeah so a few moves I've done before at the rock bottom uh, I've, I've spoke about before and done it in a in a session but like my finisher I'd only ever done it once um there's a few moves in there which was like on the day I'm like oh that'd be quite a cool thing to do direct we could do that yeah okay we'll just do it um so certain moves like that because you see it happen it's quite easy to do but it's the other things that i've i've been needed to practice and practice and practice like run the ropes or uh be it if either was like in a battle royale getting thrown out of the ring or something like that those things are so much more difficult than than what i ever thought interesting uh so what's the second thing then uh, so the second thing is there, there's a tradition in wrestling uh, that I learned quite early on um, from my from my coaches, and that is shaking everyone's hands in the locker room at a show. When you le- when you arrive, you must go around shake every single person's hand, whether they look busy in conversation or not. That is it is kind of like out of respect to do it. And when you leave, if you leave without shaking someone's hand, that could be seen as a bad thing. If someone's in the toilet and say they're taking a number two and they're taking ages, you must wait for them to come out to shake <laughs> their hand. Honestly, it's the most baffling thing ever. You must go around and find every single person to make sure you shake their hand because um, our coach like sort of drummed it into us and he gave us an example of someone at the academy who was no longer there once went to a show and thought he shook everybody's hand. But there was one person who was out in the ring, taking the ring down, and he didn't shake his hand. Didn't, like, not on purpose. He just didn't realise that they weren't in the locker room. And then that one person went to the booker and said, oh, where's so-and-so gone? Oh, he's left. Well, he didn't shake my hand. And he's never been, he would never be booked again in that company while that <laughs> while that booker is in charge. Yeah, because it's, it, it kind of breaks the the respect aspect of it. Wow! Yeah, it's incredible. Yeah, it's, yeah, I was I was quite baffled when I heard it. Like they drummed it into us. Make sure you sh- as, as soon as like because we have like trainee coaches come down and stuff like that. You know, as soon as they come in, introduce yourself, shake the hand. Yeah, and they always like it could be like Joe Redmond. Like we've seen him on NXT and everything like that. Everyone knows who he is, and he would come over and go, "Hi, my name's Joe." It's like, yeah, I know that. Uh, yeah, I'm Luke. Like kind of thing. 
But it's <laughs> he's been, yeah, he's been drummed into that uh, to do that throughout the year. So he will do that to every single person, and he expects that back from you. So yeah, and and has that kind of like uh, that uh, respect leaked into your your normal life? Like, do you see you find yourself like shaking people's hands more like out on the out on the street, or when you're out on nights out stuff like that because of it? You're not Absolutely allowed next. Yeah. No, I know. I'm not in this period, but pre-COVID. Yeah, the trouble is, Max. I shake the hand and then I pick them up and tombstone them after. And it, apparently, that is that is not that is not good etiquette outside of wrestling ring. No, it will get you chucked out of the local clubs in, in Plymouth. <laughs> yeah, straight up to the bouncer, shake his hand, forearm. No, it just didn't yeah. work. No. So what, what's uh, what's next on on your Mount Rushmore of things you've learned uh, during your time as a, a trainee wrestler? So the third thing is the harder you hit the mat, the less it hurts. So always commit to it. So when in my first session, we we uh, that Grayson got me into the ring to take a bump, and he sort of said like, you know, you stand like this and fall backwards, and I fell backwards, and I was like, oh, that was all right, but I thought that's a bit bit painful and he was like yeah you barely went down though did you I went, what do you mean he went you fell down you didn't throw yourself down I was like oh is that what you want me to do it's like throw yourself down and see the difference and I was there and I was thinking do you know what fuck it like if I hurt myself I hurt myself I just want to go for it and I threw myself down and he went there you go perfect and I was like that didn't hurt and he was like no it won't the harder you hit the mat the less it will hurt and I've, I've kind of got that drummed into my head now so whenever I'm taking moves and stuff, I will commit to it because if you half-ass something, either like the person who's doing the move to you, they might struggle because you've half-assed it or I will land funny, something like that. But if you fully commit to it, you're probably less likely to get injured. And that's that's something that um, has always stuck with me from day one training. Yeah, that's that's interesting. You'd think it'd be, that'd be like counterintuitive, but... Yeah. Um, you think if, if you threw yourself harder down, you're going to hurt yourself more. But suppose it's more like you said, the it's the commitment to the to the move rather than yeah. that the fear of of hitting. You, you you're going to tense up more, I suppose. Yeah. Uh, and that's when you get you'll you're likely to make more mistakes. Yeah. The, it's weird how like beings another thing which I don't actually have on my list actually, but uh, I'll say it anyway is like the slower you go, the better. And if you think you're going slow, slow it down more. Mm-hmm. That is one thing that I I really struggle with because even in my first my debut match I was rushing things but at the time it just felt like right I'll go to the next bit and I'll go to the next bit and then my feedback was slow down mate you're going way too fast and I was like was I they were like yes and then I watched it back and I was like I see what they mean I see what they mean like you need to I really need to slow things down like take time give my opponent a chance to sell what I've just done to him instead of hitting him with something and then going straight over to him picking him back up again to mm-hmm. do something like yeah. give give the time for the story to develop and make because if it, ultimately if I'm um if I'm hitting him with something and then I'm going straight over and picking him back up it's kind of making me look weak yeah because yeah, see that. I'm not I'm not giving him the time. If I'm hitting him with something and then I'm leaving it five, ten seconds and he's still selling, people in the crowd like subconsciously are going, Oh, that must have really hurt. He he must yeah. because he's still hurt, kind of thing. It's the old uh, kind of Hulk Hogan adage of less is more, I suppose. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. I mean Hulk Hogan obviously built a career off not a lot of moves, mm-hmm. if you think about it. It was it was all a lot more of a show. But if you watch his matches, some of them go on for like plus 20 minutes and then count how many moves are in that in that match. 
Yeah. And it'll be hardly any. And if you watch like a match now in WWE, which goes on for 20 minutes, I guarantee those those matches will have like five times the amount of moves as what Hulk Hogan would do. But if, if you say to him, what match do you remember more? That match on Raw, which had that amount of moves, or the Hulk Hogan one, people are going to say the Hulk Hogan one mm. is more memorable. And then the more important thing is which one drew the most money. Exactly, yeah. Drew the most money, had the biggest fan reaction, everything like that. Yeah, it's, it's quite an important thing, which I never realised before. Yeah, and, and uh, just watching your, your match back uh, over the last couple of days, you can see how quickly you you, you, you tire. It seems like it's uh, yeah. wrestling seems to be maybe not that, uh, especially like on the on the indie scene, maybe not as as uh, as physically demanding. But you could tell that that both you and, and and Brandon were absolutely worn out during that match, and you could see the like the sweat coming off your face. And yeah, I can understand if you take that extra time to to like uh, let the selling uh, do its thing. It also would would mean that you're not going to burn yourself out as quick. Absolutely, and that actually is my my fourth one. The fitness and conditioning of wrestling is like no other. I mean, I've I spoke to you you guys before. I I used to play football on a Saturday and a Sunday, uh, right up until I started wrestling training. I literally quit the week before and then started wrestling training. So I always considered, I always thought to myself, well, the fitness side of thing, I'll be completely fine with. Like I can I'm, I can do ninety minutes back to back days, and I might struggle walking on the Monday, but it's only aches and pains. Like during the match, I feel physically fine. That first day of training was like something completely I've never experienced in my life. And it's completely different kind of conditioning. The the fitness test we do is unheard of. And now like when I tell people the fitness test, they're like, really? I won't be able to do that. And it is so difficult to do, but it's it's it gets you into the mode of yeah you need to be like you might not be looking the fittest but conditioning towards wrestling mm-hmm. and being like a sculptured adonis is two different things yeah it's it's all about the cardio and yeah. how to to do the 10 15 20 minute match yeah i mean you know, you look at the size of people like otis and keith lee they're not they couldn't they couldn't do 90 minutes on a football pitch but they could do a wrestling match for 25 to 30 minutes mm-hmm. i've done both and i'd much rather like fitness wise do the football match because i struggled like hell if i was to do 25 30 minutes in the wrestling ring yeah i bet keith lee's a cracking goalkeeper though oh can you imagine <laughs> especially five aside yes. just lay down <laughs> easy <laughs> well there were some really interesting uh points Luke and uh, uh, kind of like a, a good lesson for any of uh, potential uh, future uh, wrestlers who were, who were listening along to Badlands so yeah really appreciate that um, I'm, I'm out you don't <laughs> yeah. want to be a wrestler yeah. no more <laughs> talk me out of it <laughs> that, that was the final straw well there goes my tag team bit. partner Paul didn't it so, like I, like I mentioned earlier, Luke, we kind of want to approach this uh, this chat with you a different way. So, me and uh, Paul have got a, a few questions for you, just to kind of ask about your 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 life and and your content and and the wrestling. So, we just thought we'd uh, we'd like go uh, question for question. Basically, I'll ask you something, and then Paul will ask you, and then uh, at the end we'll we'll do the uh, the the Mount Rushmore of, of what we're looking forward to for twenty twenty one. If that's all right with you. Sounds perfect to me, mate. Okay, so uh, if you don't mind, uh, Tolly, I'll go first. Go for it. 
So you touched on uh, the whole kind of COVID uh, situation, Luke, and uh, but uh, what I want to know is uh, how has this kind of like this pandemic and and the whole issue with being furloughed, how has that affected you in terms of not uh, your shoot job and also in terms of uh, uh, your, your content creation? Yeah, so when the first lockdown happened, I was furloughed for 12 weeks because I just had a baby. So that was kind of like the recommendation mm-hmm. from the NHS, uh, isolate for 12 weeks, because nobody at that point really knew what the effects was, especially on babies and children and stuff. So um, that 12 weeks was perfect for me because I was off from work, be able to spend time with my newborn baby, and I was able to make loads of content. So it was fantastic, and I made the most out of it. And then this one, um, this lockdown, is kind of sucks because I've got to go back to work now. Uh, so content-wise, it's difficult to find the time, especially because when little Max is awake, there's not really a chance that I can make much content because he wants your attention and he's loud. So we're we're still waiting to move house at the minute. So. I don't I don't have a room. I'm currently like all of my computer stuff is in the front room because I was kicked out of the other bedroom where the baby stuff was because selfish. We, it was, I know, right? He comes into this world, just takes over my office. Ridiculous. Um, but now so because we were supposed to move house like over a year ago before he was in arrive and that all kind of fell through and we're still waiting now. Um, that's been difficult to create content. So I had to pick my times and I'm doing a lot of a lot of hours after work which contributes towards it, but I know it's worth it. Um, so, yeah, but, but the uh, the actual job itself, uh, my actual full-time job, um, not much has changed in it other than a, a few more rules and stuff like that. It's just business as usual in there, really. Well, that's good. At least uh, you, you're, you're not kind of like struggling financially. I know that was a massive yeah. concern when you, at least when you first started to go uh, all in on on the on the the YouTube content. Um, yeah. I'm glad I'm glad you're in a much more stable place now. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, uh, well, f- following on from that, Luke. Um, outside of your job, what, what do what do you what, what do you spend um, more time doing? Tra- training for training for wrestling, including like going to the gym and conditioning and stuff, or on um, Football Manager creating content. Which which of those takes up more time in an average week? easily the creating content easily yeah so uh the training i kind of do i usually do two train sessions a week which is about three hours i should go to the gym but i don't um and that's mainly because of the content really i'm every sort of like bit of spare time that i have um unless i'm obviously seeing family or spending time with with the little one is i always i always think to myself and i always took this across from even when i was podcasting if I've got a spare hour to work on something, I want to improve just one thing in that hour. And then the next hour I have, I'll improve something different. So I always find myself, if I do have a spare hour, I'll work on like a new intro or a new outro or something like that, or work on a new thumbnail, for instance. And I always think like, if I keep improving one different thing, eventually it will all build to a bigger, better product. Um, So I do spend a lot more time doing the content. If I have say that the the missus goes to bed early because she's been up early with the baby uh so i'll spend like two three hours then on the computer doing an experiment trying something new on football manager for instance or editing a video that kind of thing so it's it's not even close really it is it is a lot more content than uh, than the training 
interesting. Yeah, yeah. I, I, that's that's probably the way I would have looked at it, knowing how, how long it takes to just create audio content. I can mm. totally kind of understand the the more effort in putting in into the YouTube stuff, definitely. You yeah, know, I, was, I was thinking that because it, it all looks so impressive and, 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 the, and the, the football manager videos look great and you see a lot of love and effort have gone into them. Yeah, but then well, we yeah. back to your debut match. I was, like I said, seeing seeing what you pulled off in your debut wrestling match, I thought he's obviously piling a lot of hours into that. Yeah. As well. <laughs> Before the baby was here, I, I trained like three three times a week, uh, and they were like three four hour sessions each time. So I did used to train a lot more um and then at the time as well my youtube channel wasn't as big uh, and at the time as well i was doing the fm scout stuff so i i pretty much did about three videos a week at that point um but i was focused and trying to do as much wrestling as possible while i knew i had the chance so it, it kind of changed ever so slightly when the baby arrived and then i had that 12 weeks off with no wrestling whatsoever because everything was closed and all the time in the world to do content so from that then i've got into a routine of doing more and more content and i've developed into like a my my niche in football manager videos and to do that it takes a lot of time and i've actually for this version of football manager i've had to bring in people from my discord my community to actually help me simulate all of the years in football manager because sometimes it can take like five or six hours and that's before i've even recorded the video edited the video and sometimes the experiment won't even work so a lot of time yeah <laughs> oh, oh but that's a killer when you you put so many hours in and then it absolutely flops it's a nightmare and the funniest thing is on the weekend i gave my simulators like three save game files and i said to them this is the instructions um if it does go wrong let me know so if why by going wrong if they get sacked before the end of the season whatsoever and one guy got sacked four times in the first season had to keep replaying it replaying it uh, another guy got like four seasons in got sacked and then another guy got to the very last season and got sacked and they had to keep going back to the other start oh, of the season wow. and then i'm like can you see why i wanted some help now and they were like we we thought it'd just be as easy as just plug simulate and get to the end we didn't realize it was this hard work that you put in behind the scenes before you'd even recorded the video so yeah yeah that that's madness um that would only happen to me once this is why we're different beasts yeah. <laughs> that would happen to me once and i probably would never do it again i probably wouldn't have a pc no. <laughs> so much patience is needed so you um you're working with uh reach wrestling uh, yeah. down there in Plymouth. Uh, you recently, we spoke about you having your debut match. Uh, I mean, outside, obviously, the the geographical uh, um, factors, what is it that, that actually attracted you to, to want to work and train with Reach? So uh, I actually, when I had the podcast, I used to have Grayson Reeves on uh, to talk about the shows because I used to go and watch the shows myself. Um, at the time, they were the only Plymouth, well, they still are, they're the only Plymouth actual uh, re uh, wrestling company around. There's, there's a Devon one um, and a Cornish one and a Torquay one, which is all sort of about within an hour's drive of each yeah. other. Um, but I'm too lazy for that. I'd rather just <laughs> stick to the one in Plymouth, to be honest, and reach. There's a difference between the standards as well. Reach Wrestling was just far head and shoulders above the other ones. And it's got to the point where all of the other ones have just closed down because 
they they could they they were attracting they had shows which were attracting like 12 to 25 people reach was selling out 200 people every show reach would have an academy show and 100 tickets will get sold within the first two weeks so you can just tell the standards from it so if i as soon as like um i'd been speaking to grayson quite often he said like you need to come along to a training session at some point um I was only ever going to go to reach like I would never travel because I think my friend actually went to LEP, which is the Torquay one, uh, about 45 minute drive away. He went to it before reach actually started and said to me like, oh, you should come along. It was decent. And I was like, yeah, uh, it's a long journey, though, isn't it? 45 minutes. It's not really in the grand scheme of things. We've got people who, who travel like over an hour and a half to come to reach training. But I think if it wasn't for the fact reach was in Plymouth, I probably would never would have started. Wow, so the, it's that much of an influence. Yeah, I don't like long drives. I really don't. <laughs> really don't. And, and for someone who travels up company up and down the country to watch wrestling, I know, and that is mainly that's because I like the idea of like me and my mates in the car, mm-hmm. uh, and that's why every time I've ever done that, we we did vlogs and made it interesting because yeah. I I hate just sitting in long journey car drives. I can't stand it. Driving as well is the worst thing. Like if me and the wife ever go anywhere, she will drive. Because I cannot stand long journeys. Yeah. <laughs> I remember being sat in the crowd at um, at Royal Quest, and I was yeah. uh, following you on on Twitter, and uh, you were you were really struggling to get there at one at one stage, weren't oh. you? You were. Yeah, the you were panicking. Was we really thought we were going to miss a show. I think we we mi- actually missed the first uh, dark match that was there. Yeah, I think you walked in halfway through because I saw you walk. I saw you walk in not far from us. Yeah, we, we, thought, we turned up you during a match. It's like, oh shit! So yeah, <laughs> but, Billy Big Bollocks in it just turning up late. Yeah, walk down the aisles like this. Times <laughs> <laughs> up, entrance music. Alright, <laughs> <laughs> so as we were saying, you 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 used to um, do a wrestling podcast and you, and and you stopped that. Um, we know kind of wrestling podcasters can be kind of stereotypically quite forthright in their opinions. Um, are there any kind of common, say, podcaster, internet wrestling fan opinions that perhaps you shared back in the day that since you've got stepped through those ropes, you've compl- done like a 180 on that? I could see that, that that's a bad take. So it's actually quite weird you say that because there's so many. There literally is so many. Everything everything you think about wrestling from watching it from a podcaster's view until you do it, it's it's completely different. So um, when I'm watching wrestling now, I went before when I was a podcaster, if I started watching a wrestling match, I'd probably look at my phone for the first five minutes and I'd miss all the start of the match. Because I was ignorant to the technical side of things. Now, I'm more likely to just watch the first five minutes of a match and turn it off than I am to not watch the first five minutes. If I'm going to watch a match, I have to watch that first five minutes. And a lot of the time, now I'm watching, instead of watching like new stuff, I'm watching old school wrestling because I want to see how it was how it was done before because now they don't really focus on the technical side of things. I want to see it because it's, it's a weakness in in me uh that to do a lot of tech at the start of a match um yeah. so what I kind of stuff it. you watch uh i've been watching a lot of rick flair mr perfect yeah. uh, a lot of wcw stuff because i haven't watched it before uh going back to kind of like from 85 to 95 in that era a lot of bret hart stuff because he's yeah. very good at it like bret hart roddy piper 
at WrestleMania. Unbelievable intercontinental match. Like, love that because of the storytelling as well. Um, oh, God, there's a match that someone sent me, and I can't for the life of me remember who it is now. Um, but it literally, I think it is Roddy Piper and someone, which reminded me of what it is. But there is in the hot, no, it's a Ric Flair match. Ric Flair, Jake the Snake. And before the match starts, he DDTs Ric Flair. And Ric Flair is out for the count. But he can't pin him because the match hasn't started. And the crowd is literally chanting DDT, DDT. And for seven minutes, nothing happens other than the crowd are shouting and Jake is trying to get at Ric Flair to start the match. And Rick is just either out for the count and recovering or rolling in and out of the ring, trying to get back in to like consciousness from this DDT. And if I had watched that back before I started wrestling training, I would have hated it. I would not appreciate it one bit because I'm like, just get in the ring, start the match for Christ's sake. <laughs> now I'm like, what a beautiful story that actually is. How he hit it before the match because he had been threatening to do it before, like in in, promo, in promos and stuff, and he hits it before the match, but he can't pin him and he would have had him beat. Uh, so things like that I find like astonishing now. Um, botches as well is another one. Like when I used to be a podcast, if I seen a botch, to me that would be the match ruined. Now I'm like, yeah. oh, it's so easy to botch. Like I can understand why people have things go wrong. Like in in my match, things went wrong. We had to work around it. And I think now I can notice these things. I can I can pick up when they're calling things now, whereas before I wouldn't be able to. So. There's a lot of different things now from being just a podcaster to a wrestler that I think changes my whole perspective on wrestling completely. So basically, all wrestling podcasters, shut your mouth. You have no clue what you're talking about. You do not have a Scooby-Doo, <laughs> what you were going on about. Shut up and get a, get yourself in the ring and try it. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, let's let's go on to, on to your debut match. Um what was actually going through your mind when uh, when Jason and, and Grayson, the, the owners of, of Reach, said they thought that you were ready to actually wrestle matches? And uh, how did you feel kind of immediately before the match and then all, then immediately after what we like, your, your, your feelings and, and your thoughts about it? Well, when they first told me, I thought, about bloody time, lads, come on. <laughs> uh, now, so annoyingly, because of the pandemic, my debut has, had been halted for a long time. I was originally either supposed to make my debut in the May show. There was talks that I was going to have be part of a match in the May show. Or I was definitely making my debut in July uh, at the Guildhall in front of 600 people. So that was originally going to be my debut, and I was so excited for that. I managed to get my family and friends to buy loads of tickets. I think I had like 25 people at that point. It Back in March, had bought all of those tickets. Um, and then obviously COVID happened, and it stopped. Unfortunately, during my time off, I didn't, didn't know whether I was going to come back to wrestling or not because at first it was like, oh, there's going to be a shutdown. We're going to have to shut the school down. I thought, well two or three weeks, this pandemic will clear and I'll be back training again. Happy days. Then it was four or five weeks. Then it was six, seven weeks. And then eventually like 12 weeks had gone on back to work and we're still no wrestling. And then four months later, they're talking about coming back. And I'm thinking, I don't know whether I'm going to come back or not. Like I put on a stone and a half in weight. I was out of shape. I didn't do any fitness because I, I just thought at the time it's going to come back. So I'll just get fit again that way. 
and I came back and I was terrible. And I was like, this is, I've gone backwards by a, a fair few months. Mm-hmm. I forgot loads of things. I found it really difficult. So when they spoke about doing the no fan shows and I uh, agreed to help like edit and produce them, um, then I wanted to be on that first lot of tapings. And I was, I was disappointed when I wasn't. But at the same time, I completely understood why I wasn't because I was really rusty and not conditioned for a match at all. So that hurt seeing a couple of my mates who I had started training with get their debuts before me and not experience that with them because throughout my whole time training with them, I thought we're going to have a match. Our debut match is going to be on the same card and it's going to be fantastic. So like my friend Jordan Sparks, who I'm closest to, he had three matches in the first sort of tapings and has got an incredible storyline. And I was just there recording it and editing it and not part of it. And I was gutted. So to begin with, when they first told me I was going to make my debut, it was kind of like, finally, right. I need to book my ideas up now. I need to contact um, Cameron straight away and come up with a really decent match structure and stuff like that. Um, Just before the match, I was completely fine uh, going through it in my head over and over and over again with with cam in the ring and then after the match it was kind of like i don't know whether that was good or not because it all went a bit of a blur and we were coming out and he was disappointed because he missed a spot which led to us being a bit confused in the middle and i was saying to him no i think it was okay i think you know we can work around that it'll be fine and then we kind of spoke about it after and he was saying like i like I didn't know what we went good, 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 go going like going for that move. And I was like, I don't remember doing that. He, he said, uh, we mucked up. We, we forgot a, a, a special spot. And instead I threw him off and gave him a back elbow uh, just so we can kind of regather ourselves and get back into the motion of the match. And he said to me, oh yeah, good, good going for that. And I thought, I do not remember giving you that back elbow. And it wasn't until I watched it back. I was like, Oh, I did. So, after the match, it was just a complete blur, really, until I watched it back. And that's when it's, it kind of, it was like going on a night out and then people telling you about things after. Like, oh, do you remember when you did that last night? And then you start piecing it back together in your head. It wasn't yeah. until I watched it back that I remembered the match. You must remember. be exhilarating. It is, it is. It's yeah. a very strange feeling. Um, and even though we only had like six fans in the crowd, like socially distanced in the corner, um, it was still great to, to bounce off of that um, throughout that. And that was the one thing I remember after um, that I actually remembered was interactions with the crowd. I remember exactly what I said to them when I went over there with a the camera. I remember exactly what I said in my promo. But the actual match doing the news, I barely remembered anything. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line. Prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. 
For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Yeah, the the wrestling with a uh, with your jacket on for a for a, like a quarter of the match <laughs> yeah. and the hat still on. Uh, me and the missus watched it together, and yeah, she's even she was not really a big wrestling fan. She thought it was funny that you. Yeah, she's like, why has he not took his bloody jacket off yet? Um, <laughs> You really had the, the the kind of charisma and the patter down you, uh, and you can see how that the influence of of being a, a YouTuber and, and creating uh, content has has really kind of added to that that character work that you do. Yeah, uh, I always think to myself like I'm not going to be the best wrestler, so I need to make my character good. Um, I know I'm good at talking. I know I can think of things off the top of my head and and say shit if if a crowd member like heckles me or something i know i can be quick wit and i know i've got some kind of uh thing to bounce off someone and, and make something humorous mm-hmm. but i know i'm not that very athletic so i can't do the back flips i can't there's some things i can do but i haven't shown it in a match yet uh save it for later date you don't want to spoil show all your cards in one move in one match Correct. but um you know i know i'm not going to be the best wrestler in the world absolutely far from it. i know i'm not going to be the best wrestler in the academy but I know I'm what my strengths are, so I'll, I'll much rather work towards that. Definitely. Yeah. yeah. You brought that to life immediately. Like it just, it just that mm-hmm. that kind of character, if you like, yeah, click straight away. So whose yeah. whose idea was it to kind of be this uh, be this kind of slightly uh, cocky YouTuber? Um, you know, really kind of blend the the fourth walls with your. <laughs> your, yeah. re- your real life was that was that your idea or did the the guys at reach come to you and say we'd like you to do this kind of a bit of both really like the two coaches they never really paid much interest into my actual like youtube channel until we got back after the summer and they started realizing like the growth of my actual channel because before the pandemic i had like a thousand subscribers or something like that. And they thought, oh, that's quite cool. And then every time I'd speak to them about a character, they were like, oh, I want you to come out of a tracksuit with a towel around your neck, and I want you to be like this fitness guy. And I'm like, that's awful. I don't want <laughs> to do that. Um, and they come up with like stupid ideas, and I, I, they were like, oh, have you thought about a name? I was like, yeah, why not just go with Omega Loop? Because I have some kind of following on Twitter, wrestling following, because I used to have a podcast and a YouTube channel. Surely it would just make sense just to keep that name. No, hate that name. Don't like it. And I was thinking, oh, this is really awkward because I don't really want... And they were coming up with these stupid names like Luke Knight or whatever. And I'm like, no, I don't like any of this. And then it <laughs> I, wasn't until... I would have ribbed you mercilessly if you were coming out as Luke Knight. I know. <laughs> and it wasn't until I come back and um, I had been talking to Jason about um, my YouTube channel and and stuff like that and i mentioned how one of my videos on fm scout had like over two over over a hundred thousand views at the time and he was like a hundred thousand i was like yeah i was like because the channel is like got seventy five thousand subscribers and they couldn't believe it so 
after that, like it would, it was all he wanted to talk to me about was the YouTube stuff. Like, oh, what's the numbers like now? Are you getting a lot of views and stuff like that? So, as soon as they started talking about, I thought, right now I can be like, oh, so character-wise, then shall we go towards that? And he was like, absolutely, yes. Um, and then they kind of had an argument on whether I should be a face or a heel. It was kind of like, are you going to be like the fans' favorite because you're this popular YouTuber? Or are you going to be like a cocky heel because you think you're this really popular YouTuber and over-exaggerate it? And I was like, I want to do the, the popular heel because um, I think promo-wise, it'd be so much easier to be as cocky as hell and, and say I'm like the best thing since sliced bread on basically KSI uh, from the FM universe. And it would be a lot harder to be like, oh, I'm, I'm a good YouTuber. Please like me kind of thing. Like it, it would be more difficult and I think it would be easier to turn babyface after being a cocky heel and getting people to hate you first and gradually like you rather than like me from the beginning and just turn into bigger hate. So yeah. we kind of like had that sort of toss up um, about that. They agreed that maybe going down the heel route was probably the best idea. And then I did the first promo and Jason was like, yes, we need to, you need to keep doing things like that. You need to, keep dubbing over my face and keep like just saying you know you've got thousands and thousands of views thousands of subscribers and then the because i missed the first tapings like the production side of things between the tapings and the first time and the second time really changed and we they bought a microphone and i said to them can i please do a promo on the microphone and they were like hmm, that'll be quite good for your character and I was thinking, get in there. And I was the first match of the first episode. So I knew I'd be the the first person to have a microphone in that ring. So I was like, I need to, I need to fucking nail this. So, I mean, I had I, an idea of what I had and wanted to say in my head and everything. I feel like still looking, watching it back, I rushed through the few things that I said, but I got everything that I wanted to say across. Um, and I think character-wise, it's helped me no end. And like you say, keeping the jacket and the hat on, um, when I mentioned to them about the YouTube channel, they watched two of my videos and they were like, well, you've got to come out wearing a hat because you don't, you don't do a video without a hat on. Mm -hmm. I was like, okay, so I'll do that. And then they were like, oh, where's that jacket you always used to wear in your videos? I'm like, I haven't done that for ages. Like it's the summer. Like, no, wear, <laughs> wear that jacket. It looks quite cool. I was like, all right, okay. So that's why the look came out. And when we spoke about the first start of the match, I said to them, like with this promo, surely we can just go into like a quick start. Like a shotgun drop kick, quick start. So he was like, Yeah, do that. And then I was like, and then so I'll shotgun drop kick you, take my jacket off. He went, No, keep the hat and the jacket on. He was like, see how long you can see if you can take bumps with the hat on and see if it will stay on. He was like, It'll be fun then to see whether it stays on or not. And it got to the point where I was like, I've got to take it off. I can't, <laughs> I can't keep going because I strapped the hat on so so much. In the end, I took it off, put it on him and hit it with it. So I was just like, <laughs> I had to take the hat off eventually. Um it would have been a nightmare. I was going through the rest of the match of it. <laughs> that was a great touch because that's like a that's like um Tets Tetsuya Naito style, isn't it? Yeah, so it's disrespectful to keep Absolutely. your jacket on and your hat and still fight. Yeah, and then the other bit, that I, the other bit that's just come back to me. I loved was he you grabbed the the hand camera and yeah. like vlog the bit of the match. That yeah. was that was very that was Jericho esque. Yeah, I thought that was brilliant, a brilliant touch. And I think it shows that you can have way more fun as a heel than you can as a face. Absolutely. So the, the spot that we did with the camera, I had that wrote down as an idea for 
months since lockdown started and it was because i watched the rock versus stone cold backlash 99 mm-hmm. um obviously the rock takes the camera there they're on the announce table the rock takes the camera he's looking down at stone cold uh get, talking trash to him then he looks into the crowd and then as he turns back to stone cold stone cold's there with his two fingers up and he stunners him holding the camera mm-hmm. and i watched that and i was like oh if i'm gonna do this youtube thing I'm gonna. I'm, I need to put across like the camera loves me, or I'm. I'm all about the camera kind of thing. So, yeah. I need to incorporate that straight away. And as soon as we were talking about doing, like originally, every show that they've done before is a massive camera where they hold it in two hands and it's a big camera like that. And I thought, there's no way I'm gonna be able to do that. I'm gonna have to like try and work out someone has a mobile phone or something, or I've got a mobile phone in my pocket and I do it that way. And then as soon as we started doing the recordings, it was all GoPros and in a, in a really small handle. And I was like, that is perfect for that apps, for that kind of spot. So as soon as uh, we started doing that, I thought that is exactly what I need to do to, to be different than everyone else. No one had done that before. And um, I just wanted, to, wanted it to be slightly different and, and fit my character at the same time. Yeah, and, it, and it's totally, nice. totally worked. Um, so what uh, feedback have you had about uh, that first match and, and how has that feedback kind of made you feel in, in terms of continuing being a wrestler and kind of trying to improve? Yeah, so I've had a lot of good, a lot of, lot of bad feedback. Um, as a as a whole, everyone's saying for like the debut, it was it was a good debut to have and they've seen a lot worse. And I felt that as well. I felt as, as a first match, I'm, ha- I'm happy with that as a first match. Absolutely. It could have gone a lot worse. It, there is things I could have done a lot better and watching it back. I'm thinking there's a few things that I do. I'm like, why have you done that? Like that makes no sense in the world of like rest of the psychology kind of thing. Um, but also people who are just casual fans and maybe not wrestlers themselves or people who study wrestling, they might not ever pick that up. Mm-hmm. So it didn't bother me too much. Um, but the, the bad feedback I got was always constructive, uh, things to work on. And I've had a second match since. It hasn't been released yet. But all I can say is in that match, I felt more comfortable. And watching it back, it looks it looks so much better than the first match to the point that when people say now, oh, I watched your match, I'm like, oh, did you? <laughs> because... <laughs> When the first match came out, I can I can wait to tell everyone like please watch this, watch this. Now I've had the second match and I've seen that second match. I'm like cringing when people say they've watched the first match because I'm like oh there's a few things in there that I really wish you don't see. Uh, but that's that's just the way it is. So yeah, there's a lot of things to work on for sure, and I think I improved in my second match from taking that uh, knowledge on. Our good friend Mr. Tom Colohue actually. Um, gave me some really good feedback as someone who studies wrestling for a living and as a as a good media media source. A lot of things he mentioned, and he, and he didn't hold back, which is what I really appreciate. It would have been easy for Tom Collihue, who you know we we know quite well through Twitter, but doesn't know me as a person, to be like, yeah, that was really good, really enjoyed it. You know, this was good, that was good, and that to be it. Nah, he was he was straight like you know some of your strikes they could be better and. I could see what you were doing, but you could, when you improve on that, it would be good because you can see what you were trying to do. It just didn't come off right. And anyone who is in the, like who, who, who has a match and wants feedback, that's exactly what you want to hear mm-hmm. because it's yeah. stuff that, you know, you can work on. So no, I really appreciate when I get good and bad feedback. Like it's, it's nice to hear people enjoy it and people like something you do, but when someone, you know, 
who has good knowledge of wrestling tells you, look, that was quite poor. You need to work on that. Then I I agree. And I'll take that on board completely. Yeah, absolutely. I, I suppose getting uh, feedback where it's almost like people blowing smoke up your ass is, is just as bad as getting the feedback where everyone shits on on everything you did. You need that kind of constructive criticism to, to be able to improve. Yes, yeah, a balance, absolutely. So, like, Grayson and Jason, they Jason come over straight away, great debut and everything like that. And then after when, like, the, the adrenaline set down, it was, right, we watched you match back. This is what, you know, you need to work on. What you should have done here is this. What you shouldn't have done is this. Um, and that's perfect because then you know how to improve. You don't go out there the second match and think, oh, I've got this. This is easy. Mm-hmm. That's interesting. So it was all constructed. Then you didn't get any hate for your for your debut. No, not not that I know Good. of. Uh, Good. <laughs> thankfully, not to his face. No, <laughs> only behind my back. <laughs> all right, we, we we you know we love to have a little chat about food on here. Absolutely. Um, I think yeah. we might have even done our favourite sandwiches, did we? Back in the back when we you might first have appeared. Done, to be fair. Was it not chocolate bars? I think it was chocolate, chocolate bars. Chocolate that was bars. it. Yeah. Yes, yeah. It so we love our food. Have you had to make any dietary changes to oh. n- now you're now you're a wrestler? You've, so, you've upset him. You could yeah. see the tears in his <laughs> yeah. eyes. Then <laughs> I try so hard. I really do. It's very difficult because um, about three years ago, I put on a lot of weight and I was going to get married. So and I was training for a tough mother. So I was really strict for diet, and I lost like two stone in a really short time through carb cycling. Um, and then when I started the training, um, I didn't really focus on my diet too much because I wasn't in bad shape. Uh, I was just making sure I cut, cut out a few fast foods really. And then when I come back the second time after lockdown, the amount of times, uh, on a Sunday, I've said to the missus, right tomorrow, I'm going to start eating healthily again. And then I go into work and it's like, Oh, it's it's chicken curry day today. I'm like, oh, chicken curry, lovely. Uh, I can't help it. The canteen food is really nice at my work, which is really frustrating. But I've started. It's it's really annoying because I've started taking like nice food on and and what I class as a balanced diet, not strict diet. So I still have food that I enjoy, but I try and eat less of it. And I've cut out biscuits because during lockdown, biscuits were my best friend. I would have like four or five cups of tea a day sat at my desk doing content, just dunking custard cream, just going through packets and packets because there was nothing else to do. Like (laughs) go out and go for a walk. Nah, you're all right. Like I'd much rather scoff these biscuits. So we, we very rarely now buy biscuits because that is my weakness. Um, And we, I, I always have a treat day because I think meant for your mental health, you need to have things you enjoy still. And I love, either a KFC or a Subway or something like that. And that that can really change your mood on a on a day. Like if you've had like a, a tough day or you've had a tough week and someone turns around to you, say your partner turns around to you and goes, Chinese tonight, that can really uplift your, uplift your spirits. Yes. It's, it's, it's completely true. So I always believe in a cheat day completely. And I think as well, if you work hard, you don't have to diet as much. So that's kind of a bit of a secret. But at the minute with, with, uh, obviously the school closed down and not being able to, to do a lot of gym work and having to just do like bits 
in the front room. Um, I'm having to watch what I eat a little bit more. Careful, not not strict. Yeah, moderation. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So, um, being realistic, um, taking into fact that you've uh, got a family and you've got a full time job and 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 your age, what is it that you think you you realistically want to achieve in wrestling? So I get asked this quite a lot, to be honest, because a lot of people who don't really follow wrestling, they all just think, oh, so you're gonna, you want to try and get into the WWE? Because that's that's the obviously the go-to, isn't it? That's the that's the, the top echelon, the top bins of wrestling to, to most people. Um, never have I ever thought that I would ever make it that far. So my expectations are I just want to... Originally, it was I just want to have a match. Now that I've had a match, it's I want to have a match in front of a decent crowd where to, you know we we don't have the pandemic and you know I can actually wrestle in front of my friends and family, um, and have that buzz. Um, and I, I, I was saying yesterday to someone else who was asking me from the football manager community, like, oh, you know, what's what? How far do you want to take this? Like, if I if I'm only ever known in wrestling as someone who had some good matches locally in the Southwest, even if it's for only ever reach and I never wrestle for another company again, I'll be absolutely happy with that. All I really want is to have another match. If, if my, if I only had to have one more match, as long as my friends and family were there in the crowd to see it live rather than on a recording, I would retire happy. That's fine with me. Like best case scenario, I'll win a title at Reach for me. Anything else is a Brucey bonus. Like, it, don't get me wrong. If Triple H rings me up tomorrow and says, <laughs> "Luke, there's a spot on NXT UK. Are you interested?" I'm not going to tell him. I'm going to check my schedule. I'll I would be there. Um, but on the other hand, if that never happens, or I'm never even close to it, or I've never worked for another company other than Reach, it's not a disappointment for me. I've 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 done what I wanted to do to begin with. Um, yeah. So I'm happy. Yeah, it, it's sensible to have that uh, temper those expectations, and and if you overachieve, it's, it's more to be proud of, I suppose. Yeah, absolutely. And I think the the trouble is as well, it uh, like with my YouTube stuff, I'm the complete opposite. So people are saying to me, "Oh, your channel's doing really well." I'm like, "No, it's not doing well enough for me." Like that's my attitude with that because. I think with the wrestling side of things, I know I have limitations, whereas YouTube and stuff like that, nobody really knows what the limitations are. Like, that anything is possible. People who are really terrible content creators have really astounding channels, like sizes, uh, and can make a lot of money. Uh, and that's what I want to do in, in that in that world. Whereas wrestling, I'm, I'm happy as, as to take it as a hobby and enjoy it. I take it seriously, but at the end of the day, it's it's for an enjoyment. It's a release for me, and it's uh, it's it's a social thing as well. Like I'll go a little bit off topic here, but when I was doing the football, um, the reason why I wanted to quit football was because even though it's a team sport and everyone in my team, our one goal is to win a match. Everyone used to argue every Sunday, and I'd be like, "Why am I? Why am I here? We we either lose or draw every week, and if we do, when it's a miraculous occasion." And all we do is have a go at each other. And I come home and I go, I don't know why I do this. I go to wrestling and it's really, it's a very um, selfish sport because technically there should be one top title and everyone should work to go to that. So you, you, you really, you have to push out, push people out your way to get to the top. 
where it's far from that. You go to training and everyone's hugs and kisses. Everyone loves each other and we all get on so well. And we're, we're constantly in group messages with each other. We're acting like we're best friends because we see each other more than you see your own family. And that, that kind of feeling of everyone's togetherness. It's like, it is, it's very cliche, isn't it? But it's like a family uh, and it's really enjoyable that way. So it's, it's completely different to what I ever thought it would be. And uh, it's a social thing as well. Good for the mental health. Mm-hmm. Sounds fantastic. Yeah. Oh, Tyler, have you got a question now? Well, I, I'm out of wrestling questions. Have you got any more wrestling questions? No. Or I'm should we move to, on to content I'm, creation? I'm ready to go on about football manager, definitely. Come on, oh, then, Maxi baby, fire away. Do you okay. want some wonder kids, do you? <laughs> <laughs> That's why I'm in the Patreon, mate, so I can get those early <laughs> yeah. releases. Uh, but you've, uh, you've you've mentioned your your um your um, football manager on YouTube and how you you kind of really criticise how much you've grown. But from our point of view, we think you've done absolutely amazing. You've 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 really blossomed as as a content creator. You've got this real community built up around you with the Discord and the amount of subscribers on YouTube. Um, how does this kind of community that you've built up? How does that affect uh, and inspire the content that you create? Uh, it's a massive help, really is a massive help because um, before Discord, like I had the only way I could speak to people outside of YouTube, really, like when I used to do live streams, for instance, was Twitter or Facebook. And I used to have like one or two people message me on Facebook and a few people message me on Twitter. And other than that, like it would just be YouTube comments that I would get feedback from or, or, or stuff like that. Now, like what I love about my community the most is that I have no part in it whatsoever. The only thing I ever do, and Mags, I think you're in my Discord. You can probably back this up. I hardly ever write in it, but there are people who write in it on the daily basis, and they talk to each other as if they are good friends because that's how they met. They talk to each other all day, every day. Uh, They talk football manager. They talk what's happened in their real life. And the way I look at it is uh, that's probably helping someone. There's probably someone on the other side of the world who, especially during this pandemic, might not have people to see. They might live by themselves, but they can come to the Discord. They can write, hey, everybody, in the Discord, and someone is going to reply mm-hmm. immediately. And they can have a conversation with someone that they might not be able to have without that Discord channel. And I love that. I love that. And, uh, of course, content creation-wise, it's, it's fantastic if I put – like an idea out there, I'll get a response, whether they think it's a good idea, bad idea. Um, I mentioned earlier how I've got people helping now. I have a, a a part now. Not only do I have mods, but I also have simulators now. So I have a group of nine or ten people who I literally just put a post out a couple of weeks ago saying, would anyone be able to help me with simulations when the new game comes out? Uh, if you do, just give me a thumbs up on this on this post. Ten people did. We've started a group chat. They're talking right now because I can see it ping up on my computer. (laughs) And they're talking about simulations that they are doing for me. And I haven't even asked them to do it. They they worked out from what I said on the weekend, what um, I need to happen in this next week. And they're helping me do that. And they're committed to that. Like one of the guys, and what, what baffles me the most with it is when the game first came out, it was a mad rush. Everyone was like, the game's out, the game's out. Let's get it, let's get it. The first thing I was doing was not playing the game. It was simulating five years for a video that I wanted to do the next day. I wanted to be the first person to have that video. Two other people in that group 
also simulated five years in the future so that I had three saved game files to go off instead of one. So I had a more accurate research video. Rather than playing the game and enjoying it themselves, they were willing to to simulate for two and a half hours a saved game file for me and then not play it because it was too late then for them to play it. They were happy to just leave it then and play it when they got home from work the next day. And I couldn't believe it. Now, I was saying to them, like, no, seriously, if you want to play the game, play the game. No, no, I want to do this. I'm happy to do it. I'm, I'm interested to see the results before the video comes out and stuff. I find that amazing. I really do find that amazing. And, you know, I can't thank my simulators enough. I can't thank my mods enough. And people like yourself, Max, who are Patreon members who helped me out um, in regards to comments and everything like that. It's fantastic for me. As a content creator, when you know, you do, you do know yourself, when you get good feedback, it's such a great feeling and it yeah. really does give you the motivation to do more yeah so and, yeah and the community you've got like, like i said i'm i'm a very quiet uh, member of it but yeah the the guys like ryan cassidy and uh, just the the amount of work that these these guys put in behind the scenes for you it's yeah it's unbelievable and it's, it's yeah. it is like a real close-knit family yeah, absolutely. And what what I uh, what I can't like about it as well, Max, is this has probably happened to you a few times when you pop in the chat and say hello. You'll get people who will directly say hello to you, whether they know you or not. Mm-hmm. Like there's 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 certain people who I know who watch my streams. Who if a new person comes in, I'll see them every single time. Right back to that person. Hey, how are you? Welcome. And yeah, like kind of like the wrestling thing where you shake everybody's hand. Yeah, it is, and it's yeah. it does my job for me. Like if I miss that comment, that guy still feels welcome. Mm-hmm. That guy still that guy doesn't feel like he's been ignored coming into this because you know a lot of people they might just click on this go right who's this guy click on him write something hello they want they want they want a bit of interaction they don't watch the stream because they just want to see what's going on they want a bit of interaction they they say hello maybe the person watching doesn't say hello back then they leave they never come back. But maybe I don't see their comment because I'm busy in the match or something. I'm celebrating the match or something. But someone in the in the chat writes back to them. They'll write back to that, and then I see their comment. So it, it works well for for me having the community that I have very friendly. Uh, like you mentioned, Ryan Cassie, the work that he's done for me absolutely outstanding. And, and it's like some people from all different walks of life as well, and um, different countries. I'm baffled, like. So I'll let you in on a secret as well, Max. I've got a video coming up that I've worked really hard on with one person from Romania um, about training schedules. And this guy has come out and he's done a full Excel spreadsheet. He's created these training schedules. And what they are doing now in this simulator chat is simulating a season with the training schedules loaded up so that I have some results to mention for two minutes of a video. Um, And he's done all of this in his spare time. Yeah, and it's is, is is that Snook? That's Snook, yeah, exactly. So yeah, he's a, he's guy. he's a genius when it comes to training schedules. It's something that I don't know myself. I'm not a tactician on Football Manager. I'm not a training schedule man. But the likes of him, the likes of Ryan Cassidy, they help make content for me, and I can't I can't uh, thank them enough for doing that because I wouldn't have as many videos if I didn't <laughs> if they didn't do that for me. So yeah, it's been brilliant, really. Oh, that sounds awesome. Really does. Uh, I saw I've, I dropped in a few, it must be a few weeks back, maybe a month ago. You were part of the Football Manager Streamer Showdown. Yeah. I saw. How did how that looked like a really professional swish affair you had 
like commentators. Yeah, not, not about Luke's normal content. I think you had kits. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, how how did that come about, and what, what what was that experience like? So the man who is behind it, Dr. Benji, who is uh, I would say he's not the he hasn't got the biggest YouTube channel, football manager wise. Um, but I'd say he's the the dad of the community. He's the big guy. He's the big dog that you go to, the Godfather. Um, and when lockdown first happened, there wasn't before that, there wasn't a lot of collaborations within football manager content. They had, you got the We Stream FM boys, um, who are like five or six people who regularly stream and do a, a football manager podcast. Um, then it's kind of like Dr. Benji and Jack Work the Space, who are the two big guys. Other than that, nobody really collaborated with anyone. And when I first came into it, coming from wrestling content, which everyone collaborates with everyone, like you go on each other's show and stuff. I was reaching out to people like, Hey, do you want to do a video together? And they're like, no. I'm like, okay. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's, it's, it was such a weird thing. And um, I remember I reached out to Dr. Benji once because I was starting a new series and I wanted to do a, a fun, a fun intro and a fun uh, like trailer for it where I had other content creators so I had him, I had Loki Doki, who's another big YouTuber, and I had Bood FM, who's a big YouTuber, and they all did a little video for me. And I thought, that was fantastic. Like, I can't believe I just asked them, and they did it for me, because I was so used to the, the FM community being really standoff with it. Then the, uh, the, the COVID hit, and they started the streamer showdown, and it all started off with a, a threaded tweet. And it was himself and one other person mentioned how they how fun would it be to do a tournament because football managers held tournaments before uh, where they've invited them down to a studio and and had a tournament. But other than that, like that's it. Then they go they all go their separate ways and talk in the DMs, but never work with each other. And they mentioned how they should do like a streamer version of it because people are now going to be watching a lot of streams at their home. They got time to do it. So the streamer showdown was built and the first one happened and everyone was just streaming on their own channel and there wasn't like a a main soccer Saturday version of it. Um, and then Viking Dan, uh, he was quite a very good streamer and a good friend of mine now, he come up with the idea of doing like a soccer Saturday version. So he'd be Jeff and he'd have the boys, Jeff and the boys from like a Saturday uh, soccer Saturday perspective. So the WeStream FM boys, a lot of them did that started commentating on the games they worked a way of like showing the games and it's just improved and improved each each month and um i think i was contacted in the fifth month to do one of the nights and when like i remember when it was like the foot the third and the fourth night uh the third the third and the fourth competition i was like oh, i really hope that one day i'll get asked to do it like that'll be fantastic and then I remember when they actually asked me, the first thing I did was I rung my dad. I was like, they asked me. I can't believe they've asked me to do it. <laughs> As from a fanboy. Because like at that point as well, they had like Spencer FC on. Like Spencer FC is someone I've watched for, since I was like 18 years old. He has like two and a half million subscribers. <laughs> so yeah, I mean, that video, the Wembley Cup video, has got like 20 million views on it. And they, they had him on the competition. I just couldn't believe it. And they had Manny as well, FIFA Manny. And he, I'm, I've watched him for years, and he's got another 2 million subscribers. And I couldn't believe it. So when they asked me to be on it, I was like, fuck, yes. Yeah, I want to be on it. So I was on it for one of the night, and it was it was kind of like a trial. Uh, and obviously, I must have done quite well, because I got invited back again to do uh, the full weekend then on the panel. Um 
Uh, and then I've, I've done two lots of panels now and that one night by itself. And then the, the last one that you alluded to there, Paul, was the uh, streamer showdown number six, season number six, which was the last one of FIFA, not FIFA, Football Manager 20. And I was actually part of it. So it's the first time of being part of it. Uh, very different experience and a lot more relaxing than what I thought it was going to be. Many because I didn't want to take it too seriously because I've seen how upset people got if they took it too seriously and lost. Um, I was happy to just be a part of it. I was just, I was more buzzing that during the matches, like the match with Work the Space Jack, someone I've watched for about seven years on YouTube, I was just in a call with him, just chatting to him. And we were talking (laughs) about like food. And then I was in a call with like Tom and we were talking about, he was on Tinder. While we were having a match, he was on Tinder. So that shows how seriously he took it. Um, And we were just talking about what he can write to this girl on Tinder. And it was just so (laughs) much fun. And the whole week, the whole weekend was so much fun. Um, but it's just built up this huge community of people who just live for the streamer showdown now when that happens once a month. So can't wait for that to come back. Whether I'm involved or not, I don't care because I'll enjoy watching it. That's how, that's how great I think it is. It was great to watch. Really good fun. Yeah. I mean, like you mentioned as well, like professionalism, it it's, keeps improving. They've got KFC sponsoring them now. Like KFC is not a small company by any stretch of imagination to have that as your first sponsor. And they were brilliant with us. They interacted with us on Twitter. They were tweeting about it nonstop. They were in the, the I think the people who um, like tweet out and were involved were in our chats as well. And they knew all the backstories. They, they were calling me twin one because Mike sweet left foot. We kind of look the same. So I was called twin one, which was uh, like a, a story from like two seasons ago. So they've done their homework or they've just big fans of it and they were fully involved in it, which was fantastic. They gave us vouchers to give out to uh, people in, who were watching and viewers and stuff. So they got, they got fully involved with it. Uh, they were, there was prize money for second yellow card, the winner uh, for sponsoring it. So, you know, it's, it's, I, I kind of have to pinch myself when I think about how much that has come since the very first time when it was just a tweet uh, mentioned and, you know, the whack that goes on and behind that. Every every streamer showdown we have, we have like an hour and a half chat after every night to talk what went right, what didn't. And that is why it gets better and better because they have those, they have that communication. They have that um, reflection. Like, yeah, reflection. Absolutely. And there's like, you know, it's not just one or two people who turn up to that as well as me. It's about 20 people in that call. People who are not even in that weekend will turn up to that call. Um, so it just shows that everyone cares, and I think that is, that's why it keeps getting better. Yeah, yeah it, it seems like it's just a, another amazing community that you've uh, you've jumped from from being like in the wrestling community to now being in the football manager community. Um, what um, what do you miss about the the wrestling community? And what do you uh, what what things are you glad that you you're not a part of in, uh, with it anymore? Uh, I'm not just saying this because uh, you guys are here, but I miss speaking to you guys a lot less yeah. than what oh, we used to. Uh... So that is genuinely true. And people like Josh and JPQ, I miss people like that um, because wrestling is a passion of mine. And now I feel like I don't speak about wrestling as much, especially it, what what's weird is a lot of the people at wrestling doesn't watch any wrestling that I watch. They watch something completely different. So I still don't have that. If I wanted to talk about a New Japan show, I'd struggle to find someone to speak to about it now. Whereas, you know, when we were part of Brainbuster Radio, 
we'd all be watching the New Japan show all at the same time. There'd be no doubt about it. So if I was tweeting about it, you'd be writing about it at the same time. Um, so things like that, I definitely miss for sure. Um, the collaborations and, uh, and and creativity side of things and, you know, speaking to people of all walks of life, I think I kind of miss. I, I, I miss talking audio now. Uh, which is weird, isn't it? Because like I, I moved away from it because I wanted to do video content. Even before I left wrestling, I started doing YouTube stuff. Uh, but I do miss audio, audio content, um, recording things with with people like you guys. Because I, I hated doing it by myself, so I had to have guests all the time, interviews as well. I mean, I, I tell you what, I do not miss is trying to get someone to interview. That used to be. I don't know how Kurt Johansson has so many guests. Really don't. He's been killing it this last. He has couple been of weeks. absolutely smashing it, like guest after guest after guest, like four or five guests a week. I used to struggle to get four guests a month. If I got four guests a month, I'd be like, "What a month that is!" Like, I don't have to actually have anyone on who's not a wrestler on my show, like uh, to, for an interview. He's having like big names as well. He had a Mega Luke on the other week. <laughs> he did, uh, <laughs> but no, it's, that's that's one thing I do not miss is the uh, the work behind the scenes of. Um, you know, trying to find guests, stuff like that. And I definitely do not miss wrestling fans because uh, we know a lot dicks. of them are dicks. Exactly the word I was going to use. <laughs> exactly the word I was going to use. A lot of them are dicks uh, and very opinionated. Whereas you kind of get that in FM, but it's it's a lot less opinionated. Um, and in FM, obviously, there's a lot of statistics and stuff. You get people who sort of say... You know, I'll, I'll use it. I'll do a tactic video, for instance, and people will write on it saying this tactic was shit for me. And you're like, well, what do you want from me, mate? Like, <laughs> uh, I've shown you five teams it's done really well for. If it hasn't done well for you, I'm sorry. But I, I, I don't know if you've seen my tweet before we come on here, but I genuinely, this is a, this is a serious comment I had on a video of doing a tactic tester video someone wrote on it saying don't like tactic uh don't like downloading a tactic <laughs> to me that's cheating i thought why did you click on the video then <laughs> why are you watching the video you can clearly see it's me talking about a tactic before you even click on it because i'll talk about the, the title includes me talking about a tactic why click on it what a waste of time but yeah that's one thing i do not miss is is wrestling's wrestling fans opinions and stuff on twitter like the beef we used to have on twitter jesus christ don't miss that <laughs> I mean, to be fair, you've had that beef in the in the FM community. Oh well. God, haven't I just? Um, thankfully, though, I can talk about it on here because I don't. I doubt much of the FM community will hear it. But everything that I did that video on, it came out as true. And the guy who I did the video about was sacked a couple of weeks ago, yeah, uh, and, and the owner uh, messaged me and said. You know, what's Come your opinion back. of this? Yeah, no, he did. He didn't. But I was, I was thinking, is he going to? Is he going to? Because, but no, he didn't. I wouldn't have gone back anyway unless I had a lot more control over things than what I did previously um, to stop the same thing happening. But when he told me the reason why he was sacked, I was like, well, I complained to you about that. And he was, did you? And he looked all the way back through the conversations. And back in January, I sent him the exact same thing. So he was like, yeah, my apologies. You did. So I was like, told you, you sat the wrong guy. So, uh, yeah, all that all that beef I had, I was I was right in the end, which is 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 fine. I don't like being wrong, Mags and Paul. I, I don't like being wrong, so thankfully, um, it all came <laughs> out as I was, I was I'm I'm fine. I'm in the clear. That that quiz must have really hurt you last year, then. It seriously did. I was wrong a lot. <laughs> <laughs> 
so um, Luke, by the time this uh, this episode drops, FM twenty one will be out of beta, be in full circulation. Uh, we'll get those kind of like day one patches sorted, and yeah. uh, you'll be deep into into creating content for it. Stuff like your tactic testing that you mentioned, uh, the amazing Twitch series that you do, um, and then last season if you had the 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 Attack Frankfurt save, which was one of my absolute favourites. Youth to go, which is a it's always a good time, and. Uh, the, the amazing world Rotterdamination, I thought that was a brilliant concept. Yeah. Um, what's what's your plans for, for Football Manager 21? Are you going to be bringing back some of these uh, these contents or are you going to be bringing something kind of new and, and untried to the table? So FM20 was a bit of an experiment phase for me um, to see what worked, what didn't work, what can make my channel grow the most, what I enjoy the most. And... Serious stuff like World Rotter Domination, don't get me wrong, absolutely loved it. But for a channel my size, is it healthy for a channel my size? Probably not. Because although the first episode banged over a thousand views quite quickly, by the episode, the very last episode, which was a Champions League final, it barely scraped 500 views. Um, so they were a big drop off. Massive drop off. And that's because it's a series. If you don't. If you don't watch from the beginning, you're very unlikely to pick it up season five. So I've I've kind of learnt from that, um, and I think you've seen a, a few of the things I did in FM twenty, like the seven season, the seven deadly seasons, which I basically just simulate um, seven seasons, but I do it across like three or four episodes. So it's it's easy to digest. You don't have to make a huge commitment in your life every Monday, Wednesday, Friday to watch it. Um, it's very easy to watch. Um, so I, they they might eventually come back, but for now on the YouTube channel, it's I'm staying away from series stuff. It is going to be player spotlights. It is going to be tactic testers. It's going to be a lot of um, instructional stuff, wonder kids, uh, things that will help people um play the game experiments which people might find interest instead and then on the twitch side of things i've started this weekend just because it got to friday and i had actually played the game because i was doing so much content for it i actually played a match and i thought christ in a minute i'm gonna have to do videos on something to do with the match or something to do with the actual game and i'm not gonna know what i'm talking about because i haven't played it so i thought right i'm gonna do a series i'm gonna do a stream so i streamed iron trick frankfurt again on fm21 and it was amazing. What a weekend I just had streaming wise, like the interaction we've got. I managed to pick up some like Eintracht Frankfurt fans, like uh, the ultras doing hype videos. So I was like belting out hype videos before and the chat was going nuts. So I was like, this is fantastic, like interaction wise. Um, so I'm going to try and keep stuff like that happening. So throughout the beta, I'm going to do Eintracht Frankfurt leave that for a little bit and then uh gonna go to youth to gold again on the twitch save i had a team in mind i don't know whether it's going to change now because for youth to gold obviously you're not allowed to use 30 plus and ryan cassidy messaged me about an hour ago and said why have you picked this team their five best players are over 30 and they've all just signed for the club i'm like oh are they <laughs> i literally and he goes well why did you pick them then i said well one their name is funny and two they had a really nice kit so <laughs> Versberger Kickers, which is a funny name, and they've got a gorgeous red and white kit. That's the that's the two reasons Priorities. why I picked them. Yeah. So I didn't look at the club at all. <laughs> so but yeah, that that's uh that's the plan for, for twenty one is uh, a youth to go save 
once the beta is out of the way, um, I have the week off next week so I can smash as much content as I physically can. And it makes simulations a lot easier as well because at the minute for like player spotlights, we're having to guess who's good or who's not. When the full game comes out, because I know my way around the editor, the pre-game editor, because I've played the game for so long now, uh, I know how to find these players before. I know how to set up the simulator so it's easier to do. Uh, so that's going to be my job next week is finding all of those hidden gems that we love to find uh, on the game a lot easier than trial and error. So well, you're saying I, we're not, we're not going to get a conquering the Eastern block of Russia this, no, this year. Not that sucked. Not on YouTube anyway. So my, my, my kind of idea of thinking was, cause that, that was a successful series as well. But again, it was on YouTube and by the end of it, viewers dropped off um whereas when you stream your viewers are only ever going to pick up so my 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 thinking is start off with the youth to gold see how long that will take me because it's not going to take me the whole of fm unless it's the uh the other series i did where i kept getting sacked all the time so that <laughs> that wasn't fantastic but um so i'll do the youth to gold then after that then i think it's time to do a conquering one and more of a journeyman save because youth to gold is going to be one club uh, then I think spicing up a little bit, going from one club to a, a journeyman type of save and a conquering save like conquering Scandinavia, um, I think would be perfect. Like a conquering South America, something like that is something I'll be really interested in doing. Yeah, that would be good. Yeah. Butchering those names. Absolutely. <laughs> My dyslexia comes in use. <laughs> you, don't, you don't fancy uh, taking on the Welsh Premier League, do you? Wales is the place to be now. I'm a, I'm a celebrity's happening there and we've just seen uh, um, Ryan Reynolds has brought yeah. Wrexham. What is your team, by the way, Paul? My team's, my team's Liverpool. Wow. I, I don't, I don't know how well, that, that There you go, team. then. That really, yeah, that really good team. Well, It's close to Wales, I'll give you that. <laughs> if you had to pick a Welsh team, who would it be? Um, well, my local team's Cumbran Town. I couldn't even tell you if they still exist. Um, they're, 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 they were a Welsh Premier League team and they had a few dalliances in the uh, UEFA Cup back in the day. I remember the Dynamo Kiev beat them like 12-0 once, I think. Yeah. Well, Paul, um, you are really selling this journey in Wales. <laughs> really selling it. If I had to, if I had to pick, uh, you know, like a a big Welsh team, one of the big Welsh teams, uh, I, I lived in Cardiff for three years, so yeah. I'd have to pick Cardiff City. Yeah, I mean, my, Ryan Cassidy, who we've mentioned already, who's kind of like my tactician, he every year does a Welsh bottom tier, as low as the, you can physically download database-wise, and takes them to the top and see if he can conquer Europe with them. He does that every year. I do not have the patience for that. <laughs> uh, I do not have the patience for that. I would like do a couple of seasons in the Welsh Premier, but as soon as I had won the league with the... With the team I was at, I wouldn't try and win the Champions League or anything with them because it would <laughs> it would just take far too long. Uh, don't have the patience for those kind of things. <laughs> Is that kind of thing possible on Football Manager? Could could you yeah. could you do that? Yeah. So Jack Weck the Space, who's the biggest FM YouTuber, he's got over 150, uh, 120,000 subscribers. Sorry, um, I watched him do a series, and it's my favorite ever series. Even out of all the ones that I've done or watched, it's my favorite ever series because I watched it from the beginning to the very end. Uh, he created a club in Gibraltar called Gibraltar Apex. Uh, he started in the second league of Gibraltar, worked his way up to the top, and then won like tried to win the Champions League with this Gibraltar team 
and bring Gibraltar as a nation to a World Cup. Uh, and I don't, I can't remember. I don't think he ever did win the Champions League. I can't remember if Gibraltar managed to get to the World Cup or the Euros. He did one of them, I think. Um, but it was the most fun save I've ever seen and watched because it is a huge journey of years and years <laughs> into the game, like 25, 30 years into the game. Uh, and it was brilliant and fantastic. Right. But So it is doable, just not by me. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm, I'm going to test your scouting skills now. All right, sounds so, good. So me and Magsy here, if we were in the game, yeah. what do you think our top attributes would be? Oh, that is a good one. Okay, Mags, I reckon, would be tackling. I could just see Mags just being like a little bulldozer and just running, just to annihilating people and just <laughs> just completely destroying people like that. And Paul, I see you as like a technical guy. I reckon you'd have high technique. High technique. Like I think you'd be, Paul, like an Ebra. So you wouldn't be the fastest player, but you'd have the technique to back it up. And Magsy would be like a, like a Gattuso. <laughs> I was thinking Razor Ruddock. Razor Ruddock. You'd be like a Gattuso, Mags. People would like hate to play against you, but they'd love to have you in their team. Because it would be like, Mags, we need you to do, your, do us a favour today. What's that, boss? Kill. You see that number 10 with the pink boots? Yeah. I need you to just stay on him all game and make his life fucking hell. You're like, yep, got it. And that's what it would be. <laughs> and yeah. make him listen to why we watch all, all match then. <laughs> yeah, but I'd enjoy that. <laughs> so, uh, Luke, um, I want to kind of round this this portion off with a. Uh, I want to know what you want to come out of twenty twenty one in terms of of the channel, uh, in terms yeah. of the content. Uh, where do you want to be this time next year? Ah, oh, it's a good question, um, and I'm going to give you what I want, and then a realistic answer because I don't. I think they're two different things right now. Um, Best case scenario is I'd be full-time. I'd have a channel big enough to sustain a living um, and because then I'd be able to do it more and it's something that I love doing. And I, I don't know if you, you you both follow me on Twitter. You've probably seen me moan about it a lot. I fucking hate my job. Um, so <laughs> to be able to do that as a full-time job would be superb. It would give me a lot more time in the day as well because I wouldn't be spending my working day going to work and then coming home and doing this for three or four hours. Um, so that would be dream scenario, definitely to to build. And I, I don't really know a ballpark number what that would have to be. Um, really, I, I know a couple of channels who are around about the thirty thousand to forty thousand mark who are full time. So that's you know it's not achieve it's not I don't see it as achievable. But then go off on a little bit of a tan- tangent. Zealand, who is one of the biggest now channels and one of the biggest streamers. Most entertaining bloke you can watch in a stream. He did his first video um, on YouTube for FM20, and he now has 60,000 subscribers. So within a year, he built a channel from nothing to 60,000. So it is possible to do. um, But realistically, I don't think it's possible for me to do within a year. So at the end of 2021, a realistic number, I'd like to be close to 20K. And even then, I think that is that's a struggle because in July, when I reached five thousand subscribers, I was like, right, ten thousand by Christmas. Now we are like a month and two weeks away, or a month and a week away. So five weeks, I'm nowhere near ten k. So it's it's difficult. Um, and 
I've never had that where I haven't reached a goal yet. So far on the channel, it was, right, I want to reach 1,000 subscribers before Christmas, which was last year. Did that. Right, I want to reach 2,500 subscribers before Valentine's Day. Did that. Right, I want to reach 5,000 subscribers before my birthday. Did that. Now it's like, right, I want to reach 10,000 before Christmas, and I'm nowhere near it, and I'm like, bollocks. So I have, like, took a bit of a, a confidence um, dip from that. Um, pick myself up, dust myself off, and so far so good in FM21. The numbers aren't as high as what I'd like them to be, but they're a lot better than the, what they have been on my channel. So, yeah, so 2021, I'd like to stream a lot more and make that bit more substantial because I was very inconsistent throughout FM20 with, with streaming. Um, and the more you stream, or the more consistent you stream, the more likely you are to have people coming back um so yeah those are those are kind of my realistic goals and what luke really wants which isn't very likely dream believe achieve that's that's my old kind of mantra if you yeah. if you push yourself uh even if you don't exactly reach the goal you've set out you're still uh, improving day on day and with our uh, football manager 21 uh Coming out, I'm, I'm sure that'll help with a, a big boost in in uh, in views and 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 uh, subs anyway. So hopefully, uh, it still uh, it still could be achievable. Yeah, I mean, um, I, I posted today actually. So three days ago, I reached six thousand subscribers, and I was like, "Cool, nice, right, road to ten k." And then today, uh, I looked at my subscriber count for the first time since then, and it was six thousand five hundred and four. I think it was something like that. So I was like. Christ, 500 subscribers in like three days. So I quoted that tweet with the tweet of 6,500 and put like little milestones like on the road to 10K. And I had a guy called Rich Lee message me who I spoke to quite a lot in the DMs. And um, he's a FIFA YouTuber with two nearly 200,000 subscribers. So he does it full time. Uh, and I spoke to him quite a lot, but he loves football manager stuff. And he used to watch my stuff on FM Scout. And he wrote to me saying like don't see that as a little milestone think of that as how much of a percentage of your channel that is to gain in three days like mm -hmm. that is fantastic growth and i thought oh, he's actually right to be fair i come home and said that to to the message and she said yeah but also think of it this way put 500 people out of our front door and think that's how many people subscribe to in the last three days and i was like yeah actually that's that is quite a lot i think sometimes it is great to be like, right, I want more, I want more. I want to set unrealistic goals so that I can't ever achieve them, but I will achieve the best that I can possibly achieve. Um, and then like the disappointment is I am keep striving for more and more, but also at the same time, you've got to sit back and appreciate what you actually have done and kind of like pat yourself on the back sometimes because you can beat yourself up about it. And I think that's the problem I had when I had a confidence dip, I beat myself up because I was nowhere near 10K. I know I'm not going to make 10K for Christmas. And I started like contemplating, am I ever going to get to full to be a full-time YouTuber? Whereas if I'd looked back and thought, Luke, you managed to get 5,000 subscribers in just over a year. That's quite unheard of for a football manager channel. Really, it would have been the boost to to propel me rather than have this confidence dip that I had. So it's a balance, isn't it, at the end of the day? Mm -hmm. Well, I know that uh, whilst you, you kind of put these unrealistic and kind of uh, – 
these hard to uh, achieve uh, goals for yourself. The fact is that you've got so many people out there who totally enjoy your content, and that's one thing that I think you could be incredibly proud of. Yeah, thank you for that. I appreciate that. It's not a problem. Um, so let's uh, let's round this off with uh, a Mount Rushmore scene as we are a technically a Mount Rushmore podcaster. Absolutely. What, uh, what we uh, decided on was uh, with this being uh, kind of going up towards the Christmas episode, uh, we'd like to to hear your hopes for for twenty twenty one. So uh, you'll you'll uh, have a uh, Mount Rushmore. Me and Paul will come up with one and just kind of like what you want to come out of uh, out of the next year. So cool. let's go with you first. So I've actually done it, kept it to wrestling as well actually wow. because this is a, a wrestling based podcast at, at the end of the day so i've kept it wrestling and my first one is of course i would like crowds to return to wrestling um i think may, one of the main reasons why i've started going back and watching a lot of old school stuff is because i've struggled to watch the stuff now without fans it's got better with like nxt and stuff I, I can watch that and it's not too bad now with the fans banging well the the other like academy people, I suppose, banging on the the perspects and stuff, making an atmosphere. It's still not the same as a live crowd at a takeover, though. At the end of the day, so um, I think my number one thing on my uh, Mount Rushmore twenty twenty one hopes is eventually have crowds to return uh, to all events, especially, but wrestling uh, for for selfish reasons too. I want to wrestle in front of a crowd, so for both reasons yeah. of watching and wrestling myself. Yeah, so it's a, a great one, and it's kind of uh, interesting that you went with uh, wrestling ones when we spoke in the DMs, and I said mine will be wrestling centric, and my first one's actually not really that much to do with wrestling, to be fair. <laughs> um, so my first hope was uh, that we have learn to live with, or we get some sort of vaccination for for this COVID. Uh, pandemic, this COVID uh, illness that, that's going around, uh, spending the, the best part of a year cooped up with uh, very little opportunity to have any kind of like social gathering, parties, nights on the piss, uh, moving nights, or even just like the chance to just chill and chat with your family and friends. It's been a, a draining year, physically, mentally and then you look at like the kind of political landscape that that's happened uh covid black lives matter brexit uh hashtag me too the old kind of farce of the american election it's kind of brought out the the dark and kind of disgusting underbelly of society we've we've seen people who uh who would appear on the outside to be normal respectable uh, members of, of society they they've been outed as bigots racist fascists so my hope for for 2020 is that we we get this vaccination and uh that then will lead to having a sense of normality and we kind of learn lessons from this this horrific year to be um more open more honest and essentially more kinder to fellow fellow human beings because we're, we're entering a new decade and the the kind of mindsets of last year need to stay in last year because yeah, we we've we've kind of like took a backward step in terms of humanity, and I, I think that it'd be good if twenty twenty one we 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 made that leap forward again. Yeah, I agree. Especially like if you think about it, we've been speaking now for like two years, maybe I think on Twitter, um, and like we've never met in person. But if 
if like I had the opportunity to go to a wrestling show knowing that I'd meet you guys, that would be fantastic. Like mm-hmm. I've I've met Kurt Johansson, I've met Jess, and I think that is the only two people from this that I've met before from wrestling community. And the same with like the FN community. I haven't met any of them in person. Uh, and I'd love to do that, hopefully in 2021. It would be great to to go to a wrestling show or even be on a wrestling card and you guys are on it. Uh, you guys are like coming to watch like kind of thing. That would be fantastic to to meet people that you've never seen but you spoke to all the time in the flesh and like you say, have a drink, have a have a conversation face to face. Yeah, absolutely. It's amazing. My, my, my favorite, my favorite show I've ever been to was a Progress Wembley because obviously I'm I'm with five the Five Nerds Go Collective. We've yeah. all known each other, speaking online for ten years, never met, and we we chose that got one show to go to and meet up, and it is just the best. It's the best feeling meet meeting up with people you're so close with online. Yeah. Well, you, I, I bet you were nervous. Yeah, it, it was nerve wracking. Yeah. 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 But um. It, you you worry that you're not going to click the same way you do absolutely uh, typing stuff, <laughs> yeah. But 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 we we did and you do and it's it's it, it is it's wonderful. So I, I yeah I'm with you. I'd love to I'd love to meet Darren soon. Love to meet yourself soon. Come see you wrestle. Absolutely. Hopefully ho- hopefully next year's the year we can do all that. Yeah, it's open for sure. So Luke, let's go back to you for your for your second pick on your hopes of uh for 2021. Okay, so kind of tying into that last one, um, I'd like to wrestle. I've mentioned it before. I'd like to wrestle in front of a big crowd. Uh, we, I touched on my debut was supposed to be in front of 600 people. The thought of that, as scary as that is, is also like, oh, what, you know, oh, you do, re- you, you wrestle, do you? Yeah, yeah. My debut was in front of 600 people. That would have been the coolest thing ever to say. Uh, unfortunately, that wasn't the case. So I, I can say now I wrestled in front of six people on my debut, uh, so it's, it's very different. But if I if I have what another hope for for twenty twenty one in the wrestling world is that there is a, a big crowd, and like I mentioned, my friends, my family are there. Um, I know Kurt Johansson's mentioned about coming down. There's a, a lot of people from the FM community who said like, when we're allowed to we're coming to to your your first show like it's going to happen and they're talking to, like this is Bood who lives in Manchester like he wants to drive down and pick people up on the way to come to a show so that's uh, that's another dream for for 2021 that would be absolutely awesome yeah for sure Tyler well you 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 just said there you'd you'd like to wrestle in front of a a decent sized crowd so so my uh, my hope for 2021 is to be in one of them crowds um, yeah. with you, with you in the ring, um, whether that's coming, whether you're coming up here and uh, wrestling for a company here or, or coming down to, down to reach with you. It'd be a nice day out down there. Oh, it's, it's a good, um, good place to drink down in Plymouth. Yeah. Very nice night out. Yeah. So I, I, I would, I would love that to, to, um, to travel down and, uh, and watch you perform in front of a good crowd. Um, it's been, it, it's been, wonderful to see kind of how much you've progressed since we last spoke on this spoke on this podcast and yeah it, it wouldn't feel right not coming to watch you wrestle so so that's what i want to do in 2021 yeah that, that would be amazing like to have people that i know and spoke to on, on a regular basis they're watching that, that that would mean a lot to me i think like uh it's, it's kind of like quite soppy but it would mean a lot to me because you know we we you guys i knew you guys before i even did the training 
and stuff like that. Uh, so it would be quite cool. Very cool to have that happen. But I'm exactly the same as you, Paul. I want to go in a crowd as well. I don't want to just be wrestling in front of a crowd. I want to be in a crowd, football crowd. Uh, you know, I used to love going to wrestling shows and it's it's not the same atmosphere anymore. I miss that atmosphere. Yeah. Yeah, really miss it. Hopefully it'll be back with a vengeance next year. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Hopefully. So, Luke, let's go to you for your third pick. Cool. So uh, I kind of uh, mentioned it when I said about like aspirations, but the potential to win a title or just even have a title match, um, it's kind of like a little milestone, a little a little tick box for me. Whether it's single or tag, I don't really mind. There's a few people who I'd love to tag with. Uh, so if the reach gods ever let it happen, um, maybe that would be quite fun to do because <clears throat> as much as like wrestling is very single orientated unless you're like a brother of someone or you put into a tag team very early i'm really the opposite like i want to experience a match with a tag team partner and be like oh we we won these titles kind of thing i've always loved tag team wrestling as well um so that's one thing that i i'm really hoping for in in 2021 fingers crossed especially if unit 10 continues on a weekly basis there's more chance of that happening of just having a title match whereas if we if they went back to the former format of one academy show every three or four months very unlikely it's going to happen but still uh we can dream hashtag future reach academy champion you were the first one to say it mags as well you continue to say it (laughs) one day it will come through yeah i said it that much jason uh took me off his twitter feed (laughs) (laughs) to to be fair he's actually just got rid of twitter now so yeah they as soon as i took over the reach twitter they were like we'll leave you with that and then they both left twitter i was like all right then (laughs) like christ yeah i'll do all the promotion for you on here shall i so for for my second one and and our third overall it's a, a very very quick one uh but over these last couple of years uh doing this podcast with uh with tyler uh and and all the, the the content that I'm involved in has been absolutely amazing. Uh, like like we've all said, we've made really solid friendships in this in this community. So I hope that in 2021, that Badlands uh, continues to grow, reach new ears, uh, and we still entertain uh, the amazing people who tune in every week. We have an amazing guests uh, like we do every single week, and I just hope that continues to happen and, and grow, and and hopefully we're kind of like you, where this ends up being being a, a wage earner for us. Well, that would be perfect, wouldn't it? I mean, you guys, I think the best thing about you two is you have great chemistry together. Like you mentioned, you are really good friends. And like your shows are entertaining, and I say shows, man, it's because you're on so many. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but there we go. But now I think definitely, if there's, I very rarely listen to podcasts now because I used to listen to podcasts during work time. Now I don't have that opportunity. But when I do listen to a podcast, I'll normally check out a Badlands podcast or oh, a you know or a, or a Why We Thank Watch you. podcast. I come back to the. To, to to Max's podcast network that he has. <laughs> I have a I have a problem. I'm addicted to <laughs> the pod father. I love it. I don't know how you do it. No, I, do you do I, it? I, I don't. No. I, I, just, sh- I, I share you. Keep get off, people offer me like, oh, do you want to get involved in this? And I don't have the heart to say no. 
So I'm like, yeah, I'll get involved. As long as I'm not having to like do all the, the grunt, I'm happily turn up to someone else's podcast and, and they they do the work. <laughs> you wait your for last next week be cloning. Yeah, you'll go, oh, uh, Paul, I've got something to say. What's that? Me and Luke are going to do an FM podcast for next week. <laughs> that, you know, I, I would, I, I would drop Badlands for, for an FM podcast. How dare you? <laughs> Sorry, Paul. I'm not going to steal your steal your wife. I promise. He's already been stolen. Yeah, <laughs> yeah true. I have to learn 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 how to share him, or uh, or just live an unhappy life. <laughs> Brilliant. And that's why I try and bring you in on the on the stuff that I'm in, so you're you're involved, Paul. <laughs> oh, I appreciate that. Come on, Paul. <laughs> put your keys in the bowl. Come on. <laughs> Move it up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, Luke, let's let's round off your Mount Rushmore of your hearts for 2021. So my last one, um, the first three were quite selfish, to be honest, but the last, <laughs> the last one uh, is more of a whole now. Um, I'd like Brit Wrestling to recover um, from the speaking out movement. Obviously, we had that during lockdown and Brit Wrestling took a huge hit right when it was like at its peak as well. Like I think this time last year, Brit Wrestling was one of the best things in wrestling, if not the best thing in wrestling. Uh, and now you look at it and it, kind of doesn't exist mainly because of covid obviously but the speaking out movement if all of these um companies come back i don't know whether a lot of them would continue um obviously reach would be fine we didn't have any problems but a lot of the big companies and smaller ones all of their biggest stars have now been outed through this speaking out movement and rightfully so of course like i'm not saying that it shouldn't have happened um but what i'm saying is that i hope that these companies put the right things in place for protection of workers, put the right things in place, especially for women's wrestlers to make it a safe environment for them. Um, and they can continue and develop new stars because there are really good wrestlers out there that nobody's ever heard of that haven't, that isn't involved in the speaking out movement. We've got a couple down in reach who, I personally think if you put in a progress ring would not look out of place um, to say the least. And around the, around the country you, yourself and um, you, you guys know that there are wrestlers as independent wrestling fans who weren't involved in that, who could carry a company. I mean, Paul, the progress champion, Karen Awar, before the speaking out movement, he was the progress champion. Rightfully so. He's the best in the company, right? Absolutely. Easily. And he could he could carry a company and he is one of many wrestlers, the the Gene Moneys, the you know, Bronco Brendan White, who isn't part of like he's part of Rev Pro, but I really enjoy watching um and a quite a good friend of mine. So I really hope that it recovers to obviously I don't think it'll ever be the highest what it was like a year or two ago, but um it was kind of what I actually think though is before it happened, it was already in a transitional stage. So we had the likes of Pete Dunne, Tyler Bate, and Trent Seven kind of move on to the WWE. And we had this new flock of people coming in. Walter obviously lost the title. Um, Karanawa took over. And we had Karanawa and Ilya Dragunov and all these people come through in Brit Wrestling. And I just hope that it, it recovers because yeah. it, it was my favorite thing to watch was progress on a monthly basis whenever they brought out a new show. 
Um, and I'll be devastated if that turned out to be crap when everything comes back, really. It's going to be difficult, isn't it? Because, yeah. Because you said, you said yourself um, after the, the first lockdown, you didn't know whether you were going to go back to wrestling or not. That's yeah. going to be going through a lot of people's minds who yeah. haven't wrestled now for, oh, how long has it been? Seven, eight months. February, March. Yeah. Maybe more, yeah. So we really need a lot of those guys to come back yeah, and I think I was reading an article the other day about um, how the shows you're going to see are different are going to be different because you're used to seeing maybe one marquee name there. Yeah, but you know to bring like an Eddie Kingston in, mm. all the companies who would book him that week would share his airfare and his hotel and that. And if you've got fewer companies to go around, are you going to get those marquee names in? Are people going to go and watch? It's a, it's going to be a harsh 2021, I think, but. Yeah, I, I really share share your hope that it comes back kicking and kicking and screaming. And certainly, I'm hoping um, Rev Pro because Rev Pro is my local company here. I'm glad they've been able to carry on over the last few months on yeah. uh, um, what's well, streaming on YouTube now. I think. Yeah, Twitch. Um, I think it actually is, isn't it? It's... Twitch and YouTube. Yeah, and hopefully, hopefully, they can come back uh, in the new year with crowds as well. Because that'd be that'd yeah be good. Because I think not only the companies and the wrestlers, but the fans come back. Because although yeah. I'm not massively a part of the wrestling community on, on Twitter now, I still see it um, where people tweet saying, Brit Rest is dead. Like, and there's certain people who I know used to love Brit Wrestling. Now all the, I've had to unfollow them because I'm fed up of seeing how negative they are about Brit Wrestling now. And, you know, they have right to have that opinion because of the things that happened. But for people like myself, knowing that there are people still around who um, aren't, you know, rapists or paedophiles, whatever, and just want to wrestle and are good people, like they shouldn't be tarnished with that brush or punished f- for what these fucking idiots have done and lose out on their opportunities in the future or have a completely different reaction towards them they shouldn't be booed or like not cheered for because of other people when they haven't done anything wrong yeah i agree and yeah i think i mean the the one kind of a bright thing to come out of this all speaking out was it give uh wrestling the opportunity to cut out that kind of uh that that dark kind of seedy kayfabe boys boys uh what happens in the locker room stays in the locker room kind of mentality and I'm a little bit more optimistic than you two. I think once the opportunity is there for fans to get back to watch wrestling, I think they'll flock back. I think people have been cooped up for so long that when the opportunity arises that they can go and see the local promotions or go and see the likes of, of Progress and, and Rev Pro Live, I think that the the draw of it will, 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 will get them back and hopefully it'll be... Uh, as strong as it as it was before. Now knowing that we've cut out these these evil uh, predators out out of the business. Yeah, uh, I, when you, the way you put it like that, I can see that definitely being the case to begin with, for sure. Uh, it's just <clears throat> the the company side of things. We don't know who will return, like what companies will return, because obviously not only did the speaking out thing happen, the pandemic happened. Yeah, like a lot yeah. of companies haven't run for nearly a year now um so it's whether they've been able to keep the bills being paid or or something like that um that we might struggle to see anything happen in the future so yeah here's hoping yeah absolutely absolutely 
Oh, round off our Mount Rushmore. Okay, but what I want to see, I think it's unlikely, but what I'd like to see in 2021 to celebrate, hopefully, crowds being back and being back in a strong number. I'd like to see two, three, maybe four companies all get together, just put on a mega show. Whether that be in Japan with all the Japanese companies, I know they've been talking about it. There's a lot of rumor that New Japan and All Japan and, and NOAA will get together and do a show. If you've got the long the long rumored association between New Japan and AEW, if they got together and did did a one off show, I'd like it to just just be a one off show. I don't really want to see those two merged um, <laughs> long term, or even dare to dream like New Japan and WWE or something like that. Mm. Something crazy like that. Just something that sells out a stadium of you know ninety thousand people just to celebrate wrestling being back. That would be that, amazing. That, that's the best way to to end our Mount Rushmore. That would absolutely be amazing. Yeah, I I look back on on what you just said then, and I watched a WCW New Japan Super Show mm-hmm. at the Tokyo Dome, and it was like Sting and uh, the Great Muta versus Vader and someone or something like that. And like, imagine if that happened. I was literally thinking, imagine if that happened right now. And you you had two yeah. of the biggest like American stars against like two of the biggest Japanese stars as a team, like uh, an Okada and a Tanahashi versus, you know, Keith Lee and someone like it would be incredible. <laughs> it would be amazing. Um, that would be, that would be sick in in any aspect. If it was a, cause like you said, then the, the Japanese show, I've seen like rumors of all Japan and new Japan working together uh, and including Noah in that as well. That would be insane. I'd watch that. I don't really know much about all Japan and Noah only, what I've seen from Twitter, but I've watched the hell out of that. Yeah, I think I think a lot of people would, even if they're not familiar with the wrestlers, and obviously it'd just be massive in Japan. And yeah, in a year that fingers crossed they're going to have the Olympics as well. It'd be a very true, yeah, be great for them. But yeah, it, like as you say, it's happened before. Uh, WWE and New Japan has happened before. Yeah, and WCW and New Japan's happened before. So I'm not, I'm not quite sure what the the barriers would be in this day and age to that. Yeah. Yes, I think when WWE had a, a lot of connection with it, it was because of Anoki, um, wasn't it? Uh, yeah. Anoki and being good friends with like Andre the Giant and people. And obviously Hulk used to go over there quite a lot. So that was like their, their way of being partnered with WWE. Now, I don't know what the correlation would be yeah. for that to happen with, with Vince, unfortunately. But I think you mentioned their AEW and New Japan there's a possibility that that could happen and that would be fantastic because there's so many people that you'd want to see, you know, we've got, we've got to see Kenny Omega and, and people like that. And on a Japanese show, like uh, these uh, Western wrestlers in a European, in an Eastern uh, wrestling company, it would be great to see more of that with people that we haven't seen in new Japan for sure. Definitely. Yeah, because one of my favourite uh, shows every year is uh, Fantastic uh, Mania with uh, New CMLO, Japan yeah. CMLO. Imagine that, but on a much bigger scale. Yeah, it'd be the perfect way to kind of declare wrestling as being back. Yeah. It's yeah. kind of like building dream matches in your head, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Like yeah. uh, putting FTR against Ishii and someone else, like Ishii and Yano or something. Something crazy like that. It's, it's, uh, inject that into my veins for sure. <laughs> It's limitless. It you, could do, you could you could just 
take names out of a hat and you'd have an amazing card. <laughs> that would be the best thing ever if they literally just took names out. Right, Okada, you're, <laughs> you're going up against uh, Orange Cassidy. Like, <laughs> FA Cup what? draw style. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> have Tony just, Adams there. Just don't get Ross Stewart to do it. <laughs> Pissed up. Yeah. <laughs> Luke, this has been absolutely amazing. What we uh what we need from you now, sir, is a, a topic. Uh, what would you like to hear a future Mount Rushmore uh on? Oh, does it have to be wrestling based or does it Whatever topic you desire. Okay. Mount Rushmore of, of Omega Luke matches. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, then seeing as though I come from this kind of word, uh, have you done video games yet? We've touched on video game series. Okay. That's about it, isn't it? Then retro video games. Ooh. I like that. Would you like to set a a date parameter for retro? Uh, When does it have to be pre? Anything before 2010. Okay. Wow, 2010 is in my actual circulation, so I wouldn't even really call that retro. To be fair. <laughs> I'm still playing games on 2010. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's retro for me. <laughs> Luke, this has been absolutely amazing. Now, we always appreciate uh, when we get the opportunity to have you on the show. Um, let everybody know who listens to Badlands where they can find your uh, your YouTube content, where they can find you wrestling, uh, all your social medias. Well, first of all, thank you very much, guys, for having me on. I've had an absolute blast uh, tonight, which I knew I would anyway, speaking to you two. Um, so thank you very much and keep smashing it. Keep doing an amazing job that you're doing, entertaining so many people. Um, you can find me on YouTube at Megaloop Gaming. Um, Twitter, Omega Luke, and if you want to see me wrestle, Reach Wrestling YouTube page. I am on episode five, and I believe I will be on episode eleven. Will be my second match. But um, if you want to know for sure, I'll tweet about it uh, on Omega at Omega Luke or at Reach Wrestling because I also, as we discovered, I'm the only person who ever tweets anything from that page now. So there you go. It's, it's so good for myself, though, because I'll tweet something out and retweet it immediately. <laughs> <laughs> Paul, yep. it's your favourite time of the week. Yeah, well, I'll, I'll, I'll wrap this up quickly because we're thinking two hours of this busy, busy man's time. And <laughs> I've, I've loved it, Paul. I'll go for another two if we could. <laughs> All right, should never rush, never rush more, is it? Yeah, why not? <laughs> Let's go through the retro video games. I was going to say, retro video games, I'm back on. <laughs> no, we really appreciate it, Luke. It's been been a blast. I can't believe two oh, hours have gone by already. Yeah, flung by. Um, so, so very quickly, head over to Twitter, follow us at Dej Kirkby. That's D E J Kirkby. You can follow me at Rain Counter, and you can follow the podcast at Badlands Pod. And head over to your um, podcast provider of choice and follow, um, well, not follow, like and subscribe to um, the Visionaries Global Media um shooting the sports ish five nerds go and cheer shot media group um subscribe to those um give us give us reviews uh, if you like what you hear and you'll find all sorts of brilliant podcasts on there most of them have darren's voice on um so <laughs> so you can't go wrong um Thanks for listening. We'll be back next Thursday with another episode. Stay safe and always use your head.
TheChairShot.com. Always use your head. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line. Prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. Save big money at Menards. Let the fresh air in and keep the bugs out with replacement screen for your doors and windows from AdForce. It's easy to install, durable against the elements, and comes in a variety of types to suit your needs. Repair your screens today with a roll of replacement screen on sale through May 5th. And check out more great deals happening now in our weekly flyer on Menards.com. Save 